I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is On The Tee with Anita Marks. This is On The Tee. Now here's your host, Anita Marks. That's right. You heard the gentleman. Let's talk some golf. Uh, it is the memorial happening right now at Mirfield, the track that Jag built. Uh, and we've got Rory at the top leaderboard right now. It's six under along with Siwoo Kim and David Lipsky. Uh, so, uh, so let's look back before we look forward. Heading into this bad boy, I had Patrick Cantlay winning this whole damn thing. He still potentially can he's only two shots back he's tied for ninth he's four under we'll get into all that in just a second but this is a track if you haven't been tuning in the first three days uh, a lot of water in play water in play in 11 of the 18 holes small greens running on bent grass the stemp is running about 13 metrics that I kept an eye on heading in strokes gain tee to green four of the last six winners uh, finished their four rounds first in strokes gained tee to green. That's really an important metric. Also driving accuracy, uh, more so than driving distance, and also greens in regulation. The reason I like Cantlay coming in, six for six in regards to the many times that he's teed it up here and has made the cut. He's got two wins. He's got this uh, this this fondness, this relationship with Jack that you know, he feels like, I, I, think, I think, somewhat of a commitment to come in and play well here. There's, there's something special between those two gentlemen. So uh, Data Golf coming in gave him a 9.3% chance of winning behind Scotty Scheffler. And, of course, let's remember he does have Joe LaCava on his bag. Uh, Tiger's former caddy as well. And Tiger had immense success here uh, on, on, uh, at, at Mirfield. That's for sure. So... Some other guys that I liked coming in, Shoffley, who did make the cut, Hatton, who made the cut, the Gala as well, who made the cut. Uh, so I had the, the Gala finishing the top 20 along with Hatton and Shoffley finishing the top 10. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, listen, if, uh, if Cantlay wins, well, then, uh, you know, Mama's, Mama's got a, 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 some, a, not just one, but a few more nice pairs of shoes. That's for sure. All right, so where it stands right now, this is really interesting because each and every week we come into Sunday and we're like, okay, these are the guys that are in contention. And every now and then, like maybe it's just three, maybe it's five. Sometimes if we're lucky, maybe it's 10. We're coming in today. We've got 44 golfers that are just six shots back of the lead. And yeah, I mean, listen, that's a hefty number, but we've seen, we've seen, we've seen guys come back from eight under. We've seen guys come back and win from nine under. So uh, there's that. We've got 33 golfers within a four shot lead, and we've got 22 golfers within a three shot lead. Decky was leading by three on the front nine yesterday. And then, um, and then that just went into the toilet. Uh, so, uh, so Decky now he was plus three at the end of his round and he finished tied for ninth. So he's four under Lipsky at one point in time yesterday had a three shot lead as well. And then he bogeyed the last two holes, which of course he's still tied for the lead, but could have gone, could have had it head into uh, Sunday with a, a much 
uh, more significant lead on this leaderboard. Uh, expected beautiful weather today, not a cloud in the sky there in, uh, in Ohio, and temperatures are going to be in the 80s. Just absolutely pristine, perfect weather for today's round. Um, and so let's let's take a look. Again, Rory, for you Rory fans out there, I know there's several, plus, outside of Phil Mickelson, uh, plus 280. Those are what the odds makers are giving him to win this bad boy. Like I said, he's tied at the top of the leaderboard. Datagoff gives him a 13.8% chance of winning. Uh, he is the favorite in regard to datagoff.com. It's a website I talk about often. I love it. Uh, I think it's one of the best in, out there if you do gamble on uh, on golf i highly recommend uh you spend the money on data golf each and every season uh metric wise third in strokes gained total 12th tee to green here's why i am fading rory i am not one of i don't know several few who are putting down the plus 280 uh he's 48th in strokes gained on approach and he's 49th in strokes gained on proximity so a uh, big pass for me uh, not going to do it, not going to do it. I'll tell you where I'm going to place my money. Outside of Cantley, I'm going to double down on Cantley, and I'll tell you all the reasons why in just a hot second. Uh, but Siwoo Kim, uh, he's tied at the top of the leaderboard. You can get him at plus 750. So first of all, better odds. I'm also going to play him to finish in the top five at plus 130. Datagoff gives him a 12% chance of winning. So as of right now on Datagoff, the second favorite to win this bad boy, he's first in strokes gained total. Fifth in strokes gained tee to greed, and third off the tee. As we know, he is a former players champion. He's already won on tour this season in Hawaii at the Sony. He finished second at the Byron Nelson. He has hit more fairways in the first three rounds than any other golfer that is teeing up this week. And he is second in scrambling. So out of, out of the three cats who are at the top of the leaderboard right now, Lipsky being the other one, who I think finishing his last two holes yesterday with bogeys, I th that's going to play a mind game on him. Not sure how much uh, sl sleep he got last night. He is second in strokes gain total, by the way. But nonetheless, out of those three guys, <clears throat> for me, it's Siwoo Kim. Again, to win at plus 750, to finish in the top five. Might be my favorite bet. Siwoo Kim to finish in the top five at plus 130. Uh, following him, you've got some big names here. This is going to be a fun Sunday. Buckle up. Let's get ready. Uh, Hovland, Datagoff gives him an 8.9% chance of winning. He's uh, six in strokes gained total. Wyndham Clark, who I become a huge fan this season. How can you not? 5.6% chance. Um, he, uh, he's seventh in strokes gained total. Uh, you could wager on him winning at 12 to one. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, some guys out there. I, again, Cantlay was the guy that I, I, I put money down. It wasn't chalk because, again, Scotty Scheffler was favored coming into this bad boy. And we're going to talk about Scotty Scheffler in just a second as, as well as John Rahm. Those two guys are going to be teeing off together today, just FYI. But Cantlay, Datogoff gives him a 9.2% chance of winning. He's ninth in strokes gained total. He's second in tee to green as well as off the tee. Here's where he's been struggling, and it's with his flat stick. Uh, he's 59th. Uh, he's losing a stroke per round in regard to putting. Um, so, unfortunately, did not have a great round on, on Saturday. Had a triple bogey on, on hole number six, which definitely threw him out, threw him off. He shot a 74. But listen, he's got two wins here. He knows what it's going to take to win here on this track. 
<clears throat> There's no denying that. So, again, can't lay right now to win 12 to 1. Also for him, <coughs> excuse me, um, Pollen, I apologize. Uh, for him to finish in the top five is plus 190. For him to finish in the top 10 is minus 140. Um, I might play that across the board. I just might. As I said, let's talk about Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm. <coughs> um, so Scotty Scheffler is tied for, for 32. John Rahm is tied for 23. Scotty is first in strokes gain total. Rom is fourth in strokes gain total. So what gives? I'll tell you what gives. The flat stick for both these cats. <clears throat> Scotty is 66th. He's losing over two strokes per, per, per round in putting. And, uh, and John Rahm is 62nd in putting. He's losing a little over a stroke per round. Now, they're going to be playing together today. Okay? And they're teeing off 10.55 a.m. Eastern, 7.55 a.m. Pacific. You can, I'm not, I'm not putting money on, on either of these guys to win the tournament, but you can wager who's going to win this round between the two of them. Scotty minus 120, John Rahm minus 105. I'm leaning towards John Rahm again, because Scotty's just struggling with his putter. Here's something really interesting. I stumbled upon preparing for today's show. So as we know, Scotty, 15 straight top 15 finishes this season, marinating this for a minute for all you golfers out there. First in strokes gained tee to green in three straight events. He has not been able to hit a putt nine feet or further all week long. Has not been able. Can't do it. Can't do it. Look at this. Colonial. He tied for third. 70th in putting. PGA Championship. Tied for second. 34th in putting. At the Masters. Tied for 10th. 50th in putting. As we know, he won the players. By the way, 48th in putting, winning the players. And he won in Phoenix. 13th in putting, winning in Phoenix. Could you imagine? Obviously, obviously something has gone foul. We know that. He's got to get it on track. But could you imagine the season that Scotty Scheffler would be having if he was not struggling with his flat stick? It's it's mind-boggling. It's, it's unbelievable. But until he gets that bad boy straightened out, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going with John Rahm today at minus 105. So, again, uh, uh, this is going to be a fun Sunday at Memorial out there in Ohio. Uh, we've got John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, who's going to be joining us on the show. Keith Stewart, uh, who is, as I like to call it, eyes and ears on the ground. He was out there in Dublin, Ohio, all week long, watching these guys up close and personal. And a dear friend of mine, Christina Thompson from Golf for Her, CEO extraordinaire, who has been at Liberty National. We've got an amazing storyline going on right now in this LPGA event. Rose Zhang, a Cali native, debut, potentially top of the leaderboard, shot a 66 yesterday, 69 on Friday, a 70 on Thursday, this is her first PGA, LPGA Tour tournament, and she could win it. Something that has not happened in 72 years. On the LP, This is history in the making. She is, the hype around her is Tiger-ish. Okay? 12 wins at Stanford. Won the, uh, the amateur at 17 in 2020. Won it again in 2022 and 2023. If she wins today, again, history in the making, 
will get an invite to play in the shop, right? And also will participate in the Solheim Cup. Could you imagine? She's 20 years old. So if you've never watched an LPGA event, maybe today is the day you want to do that. I would highly recommend. <laughs> All right, quick break. Still a lot more coming your way on the tee here on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. John Mescari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, uh, joins us now. Uh, good morning. Good morning, John. How are you? You had a, an, an exciting week, right? You, you've been out there at Liberty National? Yeah, I was at uh, Liberty Thursday and Friday for the Mizuho Americas Open. Uh, I was the starter on the tee, so I got to announce the players going off the tee and, and get to meet all the, the fantastic LPGA Tour players who were so gracious and kind and fun to be around. It was a really great experience at an unbelievable golf course. I'm sure. We're going to dive into that uh, before we let you go because uh, there's history in the making happening out there uh, this this Sunday afternoon, and, and which is going to be a lot of fun. But let's let's take a look at what's going on at Memorial and the fact that Rory is at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, your your thoughts on this tournament right now coming in? We've got 44 golfers that are within a uh, three strokes of the top of the leaderboard. So this is wide open coming into this Sunday. Yeah, this is chaos, right? I mean, have you seen a better leaderboard that that could this thing could be flipped upside down in a matter of hours? I mean, we saw it yesterday with with Justin Sue, who had the lead after Friday, goes bogey, bogey, double to start, and before you know it, he's shoots seventy seven, and someone who just gets into the field like Keegan Bradley goes out, and now he's tied for ninth. So a complete flip flop, mix it all in a bowl, put your hand in, and pull out a winner today. Um, so many great players, as you mentioned, Anita, within striking distance, including world number one, Scotty Scheffler. He had a nice bounce back round yesterday, but he, listen, he still hasn't putted well. <laughs> He's eighth in the field, Tita Green, and dead last in putting. He's made one putt over nine feet all week. And I think that's a problem. Yeah. I think he'll fix it, though. But, I mean, we talk about He hasn't been Rory. able to fix it in weeks, John. He hasn't, yeah. What makes you think he's going to fix it? He hasn't been able to fix it in weeks. I think he's going to fix it in time for L.A. Well, he see, like that little, te- see he that little teaser I did right there? He, he, <laughs> he better. Uh, really interesting. Scotty and Rom are going to be teeing off together today, as I said in our previous segment, 10.55 a.m. Eastern, 7.55 Pacific. Uh, you could wager that Scotty 
beats Rom uh, in this matchup at minus 120 or Rom over Scotty at minus 105. I'm on Rom. I'm just not there. There's a lot wrong here uh, with with that hot stick. I'm on Scotty. I'm so, I, I listen. I get that he's not putting well, but he is number one in the world for a reason. He is the best ball striker on the planet. He will figure out the putting. I think it's just mental for him right now. This will get a couple of putts go in. He'll be fine. I'm not too worried. But, uh, you, you know, we made a good point before about you could shoot 65 at Muirfield and you could shoot 77. So I would, as a better, better, I would probably stay away from the winning bet and maybe just, like you said, go more into the matchups because it's anyone's tournament. It's going to be great golf this afternoon. It's going to be fantastic. Again, Rory at the top of the leaderboard, along with Siwoo Kim um, and Lipsky. I like Siwoo Kim. I just like his metrics. First in total, fifth tee to green, third off the tee. He's won already this season. You, better odds than Rory at plus 750 as opposed to Rory at plus 280. Um, I'm fading Rory today. Are, are, you, are, you, are you team Rory or not? I am team Rory. I just I see him. He was very patient yesterday like it wasn't your typical Rory round where he like blows out the field and just he kind of grinded it out he missed greens but he got up and down but what I loved was he made a lot of those kind of I might make him I might miss some putts like those 50 50 putts of like 7 to 12 15 feet he made a lot of those and when you're making those putts and you're feeling confident that you know what if I'm 10 feet from the hole I'm going to make this that frees up a lot of the rest of your game. And I'm, I'm thinking he, if he can keep that going today, he could start to really pull away from the pack. I think nine under wins it, but it's, it's going to be like a race to nine under and see if you could hold on. I mean, those last three holes at Muirfield, 16, 17, and 18, are absolutely brutal. They're typically playing three of the four hardest holes on the golf course. So how about that when you're coming in, needing to make birdies and you've got these last three holes uh, to finish the tournament where, you know, put your mouthpiece in cause you're going to get punched. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on Rory's side today. I think he, uh, I think he can close it out. Um, heading into this. I, I loved Cantlay and uh, yeah. that's who yeah. six for six, two wins here already. Data golf actually um, has him at 9.2% chance of, of winning He's ninth in total, second in tee to green, second off the tee. Uh, I did not have a great round yesterday. Shot a 74, mm. but uh, I'm going to double down on Cantley. I think Cantley can do it from just uh, two shots back. Your thoughts on Cantley? Yeah, I think he's 12 to one, right? Going, I mean, he started the tournament at 10 to one. As you mentioned, he's second in strokes going green tee to green. He really hasn't made anything on the putting green. I think if you're going to throw some money on something, that's a pretty good bet. At 12, I think he's 12 to one. He was 10 to one to start. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like, so, all right, let, let's, so, so with that being said, let's put a, a big, I like to call it a green bow. Cause we always like to help people win some money. Who, who, <laughs> who do you have your money on right now? Who do you think is going to win this at the end of the day? I think Rory will win today. Um, I think he will continue his, his confident play from yesterday. Um, but like I said, I, I would probably f- fool around more with one-on-one matchups just because there's so much firepower on the top of this leaderboard and so so many people are within striking distance that it could be anyone's game but for for s and g's let's go with rory you're oh really you're you're that's how much you like rory you're going with Rory. you think that he's going to open and close 
Whoa. Open and close, baby. Okay. Okay. All right. I hear you. Um, the schedule-wise, uh, we are heading into next week. Uh, they're going to uh, to Canada, and then following that uh, is the next major of the season out in L.A., the L.A. Country Club. Uh, John, have, have you played that track before? I have not played L.A. Country Club. It's, it's one of the best in the country, for sure. Has, has always been, and it's going to be an awesome place to have the U.S. Open. Uh, what what do you think? What what are going to be the important metrics? What are what what game is uh, do these guys need to have in their bag in order you feel that is going to be crucial for them to win uh, the U.S. Open? Well, yeah, I mean it's the same for every U.S. Open, right? Accuracy off the tee, uh, driving distance is going to be real important. Uh, strokes gained on the green. Um, I think we have uh, Scheffler might be the favorite right now. I haven't looked of recent. I, I would see Rom being up there, Rory obviously with his great play this week and, and heading into the Canadian Open following this, an event that he's won the last two times it's been played. Uh, you look at Kepka. I mean, these are the people that you're, you're – it's, um, you know, who, who's who of golf coming into the U.S. Open. and uh, Lots of elevation at LACC, tight fairways, narrow landing areas. Hit it straight and hit it far. You can stay out of that thick rough as we as the U.S. Open has become famous for. But you know the the best part about um, the U.S. Open really is is tomorrow. Uh, you know, it's the longest day in golf. It's the final qualifying for the tournament, and we're lucky that we have um, Canuber Country Club, which is in Summit, New Jersey, is hosting the final qualifying round for the Open tomorrow. So if you're in the Summit or in the New York area, as you are listening to us. If, and if you get away, try to head over to Canubrook Country Club and, and watch some of the best amateurs and professionals in the world try to get to L.A. Uh, John, before we let you go, again, you spent uh, quite a bit of time out there at Liberty National this week. Tell us exactly what you did. You were hanging around uh, with all the ladies on the LPGA Tour. How impressed were you with their game? I was very impressed, not only by just their their swing and the way they practice and their game, but just how they carry themselves. Uh, the LPGA Tour has done a great job with uh, giving fans access. Uh, so many great people out there at Liberty National getting up close and personal with the players. They were interacting. It was a great event put on uh, by the folks at Liberty and the Excel Sports Management Group. But it was so fun to watch the effortless swings, the the confidence off the tee. And, and for me as the starter – it was nice to meet a lot of them and, and get to talk to them about their game and how they're playing and how they're enjoying the uh, the New York, New Jersey area. I, the talk was, where do we go for pizza and where do we go? Uh, should we go into the city? Should we hang in New Jersey? What's the deal? So it was a little bit of being a starter, a little bit of being like a concierge for the area, but a, a good time. And, and if, if you've watched any of it, you know, obviously the discussion is uh, with probably the most hyped women's golfer in some time, Rose Zhang, who made her pro debut. Uh, this weekend, and she's in the lead, which is insane. <laughs> right? Not even Tiger did that. Um, it, it is unbelievable, and, and, and the hype around her has just been tremendous. Cali native, 20, year old, 20 years old, coming in, shot a 66 yesterday at the top leaderboard. You and I talk about it all the time, uh, being the hunted as opposed to the hunter. But listen, she's got 12 wins at Stanford. She's won the amateur three times already, the first time at age 17 back in 2020. Uh, your, your thoughts? You, by the way, opened up at 16-1 to 1 for her to win and, and is now at plus 150. 
based on what you saw this 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 week, um, do you think she closes the deal here today, John? Yeah, I think she does. I mean, from what I watched, watching her practice, watching her on the golf course, just like locked, totally locked in, like not nervous, confident, walking with a brisk pace. You know, nothing. She got herself into some trouble. We we saw a little bit of it yesterday. And just calmly hit these unbelievable shots and, you know, took out the driver to drive the par four and one, which is not an easy task because there's trouble left and trouble right. And when you've got that type of confidence in your game, it's just a matter of, okay, where do you want, where does this ball have to go? All right, I'm going to hit it there. Oh, this putt? Yeah, great. It's like no, matter of fact, it would be a great way to put it. She was very matter of fact. And I don't think there's anything that's going to stop her. I don't think so. I mean, the crowds were following her around, a lot of enthusiasm, spurring her on, a lot of momentum. It's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. As I said earlier, uh, if you've never watched uh, an LPGA event, today would be the day that you would want to because this is history in the Mm -hmm. making. Um, If Rosing wins, it'll be only the second time in the history of the LPGA uh, that a uh, golfer won in their debut, and that happened 72 years ago. So there's that. John, thank you so much. Always great having you on, my friend. Have a fantastic week. Weather conditions are supposed to be really, really great. So, um, you know, uh, great stuff out there at Alpine Country Club. John, thank you. My pleasure. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Anita. You got it. All right. Uh, we come back still uh, more to uh, to come, getting you ready for the final round. Of, uh, of the Memorial. Uh, we'll also look forward to uh, the U.S. Open at the L.A. Country Club. Uh, golf at its finest uh, in just a few weeks. All right, we'll be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. All right, let's dive into it. Uh, Keith Stewart joins us now, uh, PGA Pro, and uh, as I like to call him, our eyes and ears on the ground uh, traveling around the country to a, a number of these events, and he was out there in Ohio for the memorial for the majority of the week, seeing these guys up close and personal, and um, and especially, man, yesterday, really topsy-turvy day yesterday, right? Decky comes in, led by three on the front nine, and then five holes later, he's trailing by four. Lipsky comes in, he's got a three-shot lead, bogeyed the last two holes, and then now we're sitting here, um, as I've been talking about all show with Rory, uh, Lipsky and uh, and Siwoo Kim 
at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, what, your, your thoughts after spending a few days out there in Ohio watching these guys play up close and personal, Keith? Well, Anita, thanks for having me on. And I said at the beginning of the week while I was out there, if you give me 10 under par right now, I'd take it and I wouldn't play a shot. I mean, this place, it's just a total bake sale out there. It is hot. It is dry. It's only going to get harder as the week goes on. And uh, whoever clears those last three holes this afternoon will have earned Jack's handshake. I'm sure heading in, you and I, because you and I were, were texting prior to the tournament and whatnot, you and I were both on, on Cantlay coming in. I'm going to double down on him today as well. Uh, his metrics, his statistics uh, just scream at me. Ninth total, second tee to green, second off, off the tee. He's, just, he's 59th putting. And um, so, you know, obviously that's where he's been struggling, but he's won here twice already. Do you feel that today's the day he turns it around? You could get him to win it 12 to 1. You know, I definitely feel like Cantley or somebody in that T9 group, there's some big names there, Morikawa and also Matsuyama alongside him. I feel like that's where the winner is going to come from. Um, you know, I know that makes me jump past Rory. That makes me jump past Victor. But uh, I just feel like walking with those guys on Thursday and Friday, especially Morikawa, I mean, um, Matsuyama and Cantley, they just look so strong. And Cantley hasn't gotten anything out of the putter all week. He was so good tee to green, so impressive. Very unlike him yesterday to make that triple. Um, I think he comes back today with, with just a really solid game plan, and uh, he's in full attack mode. Here's another one for you. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and John Rahm, they're going to be teeing it off together today, 10.55 a.m. Eastern, 7.55 Pacific. Um, so uh, Scotty is tied for 32nd. Rahm is tied for 23rd. Uh, both of them top five in strokes gained tee to green, but both of them putting miserably. No surprise in regard to Scotty because this has been uh, par for the course, no, no, no putt intended. 66 putting. Ra John Rahm is 67 putting after the first three rounds. Um, you could wager that Scotty is going to have a better final round than Rahm at minus 120, or you could roll with Rahm at minus 105. Again, you saw these guys up close and personal. Uh, who, who, who are you favoring today in this, uh, in this personal matchup? I'm going to go with Rombo today, and I have a couple of reasons why. Number one, he's leading the field on approach, and we know you and I, Nita, we talk about this every week. It's tough to get away from that being the lead indicator. Now, I know, Scotty's leading the field in tee to green, but he's also leading the field in, um, man, what is going on with his putting? I mean, I watched him. I, I watched him three-putt the 14th hole, short par four, on Friday afternoon, and I was like, he missed the hole from five feet. And he started from 30 feet. And I started thinking to myself, this is, this is more than a trend. This is starting to become like a mental thing. Like we're going to need medication or something like that. You know, it, 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 when, as a PGA professional, when you see somebody that is this skilled and what he's done, um, I believe, what, what's the stat? You know, 15 straight top 15s on the PGA Tour, number one player in the world. How can this guy miss so many times from under 10 feet? There has to be something fundamentally wrong. And when I watch that, when he misses the hole, I think at this point he and Randy Smith, they, they've gone over a million different things with his stroke. He's got to be reading the greens wrong. It just looks like he's looking in the wrong places all the time because when he sets up, he makes a solid stroke and the ball doesn't hit the hole. I think he's seeing something wrong. I don't know if it's time to get his eyes checked or whatever, 
But if you want to bet him to win right now, he's plus 9,000 and Rob's plus 4,000. If that gives you any indication of who you should be tailing today, I think it's definitely Rob. He's stronger on approach this week, and he has better course history. So I'm going to go at Rombo this afternoon out there in the heat at the Memorial. I hear you. Very interesting stats here, right? Scotty finished tied for third at the Colonial, putting 70th. Tied for second at the PGA Championship, putting 34th. Masters tied for 10th, putting 50th. He won the Players, putting 48th. He won in Phoenix, putting 13th. So could you just imagine, marinating that for a minute, could you just imagine how many more tournaments he would have won if he was not struggling, as, as you know, you, you believe he's just having a hard time reading these greens. Uh, it, it's it's marinating that for a minute. It's just it's really, really unbelievable. OK, before we let you go, let's look big picture. Uh, they are this tour they're uh, They've got a pit stop in Canada next week. I, I know this is a track that you're very fond of, right? Definitely. Uh, Oakdale Golf and Country Club it's in suburban Toronto. Uh, I've done a deep dive on this, and I mean, it, it goes back. It's a classic Stanley Thompson, uh, 1920s, you know, golden age of architecture. They've got 27 holes there. They've got to put together a little composite golf course. It was redone by Ian Andrew, uh, who did some local work there at Springdale Golf Club, where I used to be the head pro. And um, just really going to be a fascinating week as we lead up to LACC. Uh, I think that just as much as Memorial, although it doesn't look like LACC, is going to be a great indicator for who's in good form. And I also think Oakdale is going to be a good test as well. Uh, I think people are going to enjoy some of these holes and the routing, um, you know, sand, grass, and creeks. It seems to be a theme lately on the PGA Tour. And, uh, you know, we saw it in Rochester. We're seeing it this week at the Memorial. And then we're going to see it again next week uh, as we start to really, really dig in and figure out what's going to happen when we get to the coolest major site, I think, in the last five to ten years, LACC. Yeah, LACC, uh, heading out there, heading west. That's right, LA, get ready for it. Uh, it is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And this is a track, Keith, that you have played, right? I definitely have. Uh, I've played LACC North since the Gilhams uh, renovation with Jeff Shackelford. And, uh, boy, I tell you, I-, I just can't wait. The vibe at this place, Anita, is just tremendous. I mean, when you're talking about playing holes, and then you see, you know, the Playboy Mansion, or you see Aaron Spelling's uh, amazing mansion. It, it just, I mean, it's just the coolest. It's the coolest place. And I'm telling you, they've got an average par three length for this U.S. Open. It's over 250, and you've got drivable par fours. It's just going to be such a great, well-rounded test. And from talking to sources already, I get out there that week on Monday, and I can't wait to see it live. But the bunkering is really going to catch your eye. And I'm using a pun there for certain because. They call what's what's around the bunkers the long grass, the eyebrows. And we're talking fake eyelashes here, like full on, just, you know, post them on, and it's just going to be all sorts of crazy, revetted faces to the bunkers. That's like what you see in Scotland, like the big walls and everything. It's going to be super cool. They're, the fairways are going to be a little wider than usual, so they're going to get a little more room off the tee. But near and around the green, this George Thomas Classic, redone just a couple of years ago by Hans and his team, Jim Wagner. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be so cool. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's really going to favor the best players in the world. Uh, I know, I know, state the obvious, Keith, but if Putty, if, if Scotty gets the putter going, I mean, it could be lights out because the way he's striking the golf ball, he's got to be the favorite, Anita. What do you think? I just, I've been waiting for him to get the hot stick hot. 
um, the flat stick hot, right? And it just each and every week it's not happening. Is it just gonna like miraculously happen in two weeks? I don't know. I'm not putting my money on Scotty until I, I need to. I need to. I need to. I need to see the goods. I need to see the goods before I believe in Scotty and in, in, in that he gets he gets that. Now listen, will I wager he finishes in the top ten? Yeah. Um, but I'm not wagering that he's going to win anything anytime soon until I, I, I see him really start reading better greens. Hey, before we let you go, we've got history in the making happening right here in my own backyard, just about, I'd say, a seven iron from me at Liberty National, which I'm actually playing on Wednesday. Uh, Rose Zhang is uh, making her, she's, she's made her, her LPGA pro debut 20 years, 20 years old, and she's at the top of the leaderboard. She has 66 yesterday. History in the making. If she wins, first time that somebody will have won in their debut in 72 years. Second time ever on tour. Cali native, so uh, I'm sure a lot of people out there in California are going to be watching her all morning. At least you should. Um, your thoughts on Rose Zhang, Keith? Playing on a sponsor's invite. 20 years old. First start on the LPGA. Um, man, a lot of expectations there. And if you've watched or followed Roseang, which I know you have, Anita, but just for your listeners, sometimes on the final round, she's had a couple of hiccups. So I think it's going to be really entertaining because we all know Liberty National. You know, back in 2017, it was the perfect President's Cup course. You know, all that drama and match play. Liberty National has a bunch of holes that you could bogey and birdie. And the ladies have shown that this week. And, you know, her clean card 66 yesterday was super impressive. But today's Sunday, and the sweat begins. And, you know, even the way that she kind of finished out her, you know, kind of we'll say her really final amateur win there at the Augusta National Women's Amateur, you know, it wasn't without some trouble on Sunday. And and, uh, that was on Saturday, but in the final round. So I I think we're going to get an entertaining day. She's got a thiazidical top five in the world, Minji Lee, top five in the world, hunting her down. Uh, if she does it, she will have certainly earned it. And uh, just, a, just a really, really cool storyline for the LPGA who could always use a little more popularity. Keith Stewart, always great having you on. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day, my friend. Oh, man, 22 players within three shots of the lead at the Memorial, Anita. Buckle up got to be off. <laughs> Buckle up. 22 within 3, 31 within 4, 44 within 6. So yes, absolutely buckle up and stay tuned. Uh we get back, uh we'll do a deeper dive into Rose Zhang. So uh so stay tuned right here on ESPN Radio. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. Christina Thompson joins us now, uh, CEO extraordinaire, as I like to call her, uh, golf for her. She uh, she reps a, a lot of these women on tour. Nobody knows the LPGA like Christina, that's for sure. Big reason why we have her on, because there is history in the making happening. Just a few, I'd say seven iron from, uh, from where I live out there at Liberty National. Christina, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Good morning, everyone. What an exciting week we have here in Jersey. Yeah, so so you've been out there all week, kind of share. Let us live vicariously through you. Rose Zhang, I've been talking yeah. about it all show, 20 years old, uh, pro debut. I'm sure you followed her around, shot a 66 yesterday, and weather conditions weren't great yesterday. I was out playing pickleball late 
around 5, 6 p.m., and boy, you know, my, my little, my, my, uh, my wiffle ball was, was all over the place. So I could only imagine uh, how hard those conditions were later on in the afternoon out there at Liberty National. Uh, what, what did you walk away with Rosang watching her play the first three days? You know, the, I, I've been out there, you know, all week. And, you know, anyone who's ever had the chance to play Liberty knows that it's, it's a fun course. But when those winds pick up, it could be nasty, right? So there are lots of places for balls to get lost, a lot of fescue, a lot of water, a lot of traps. So, you know, the, it's, it's, there was such a great buzz yesterday afternoon just watching Rose. I mean, I've been talking about Rose on the show for la- the last two years since she's been over at Stanford. I mean, the girls phenomenal but you know the, the the tournament itself is really exciting and is, is set up really well for rose i think because you know the format in itself is groundbreaking right you know you've it's not a typical lpga tour pro event you've got 120 pros playing with ajga juniors um who are doing like a 72 hole stablefoot format whereas now this afternoon you're going to have two pros playing with one of those juniors now keep in mind rose just won the um, the Augusta National Women's Amateur with some of these players, these AJGA players. So she's in an environment that's very comfortable because most players that come out to their first pro event are it's very intimidating, right? You're coming out, you're playing along, you're idle, right? And now she's playing and she's got some of her friends that are there. So the environment has been very comfortable for her. So I'm not surprised Rose, I mean, other than the fact, clearly she has, hands down, the best amateur um, resume that we've seen since Tiger Woods, right? So it's, it's not surprising that she's coming out there. She's playing comfortably. And I agree, it's a, it's a messy, it's a, it could be a messy afternoon. But to me, the weather looks stunning. It's going to be a beautiful day out there. She is coming off one of the most successful, you know, uh, amateur his, you know, um, seasons with you know, she just won her back-to-back NCAA Women's Golf Championship title. She won it last year and again this year. She won back-to-back Annika Awards. She's a U.S. amateur. She spent 141 weeks as the number one ranked amateur in the world. So, I mean, she's just in a good place. I will not be surprised if she holds on to this two-stroke league. But, you know, you've got Cheyenne Knight from the United States. She's two shots back. Uh, she shot two under in the, uh, in the third round. And then you've got Thailand's. Ataya Titikal and India's Aditi Hashuk, who are both in the hunt, two strokes back, playing. I mean, we've got a lot of great storylines here. I mean, Roseanne, yes, she is the storyline. We're all watching. I'm going to be out there following her for sure. But Aditi Hashuk, she's with the win. She could become the first player from India to win on the LPGA Tour. I mean, this is why we watch golf. This is why we watch the LPGA. This is why we watch the PGA. We love these stories and being out there and rooting for these players. Um, can Rose win? Yeah. She can totally win. The crowds all week have been great. So much support for the ladies. Uh, we love we love this. And no matter who who wins today, we will definitely be part of something truly special out there. I'll be out there all morning, all afternoon, following. Uh, I'm I'm just I'm really excited for it. So it opened up at sixteen to one for Rosing to win. Right now it's plus one fifty. Um, you know you. You obviously, you, it sounds to me that you feel like today is going to be very different. Today, conditions uh, are going to be a, a lot tighter for her, a lot more pressure for her today. 
do are you are you yeah. do you feel do you feel that one of these ladies uh that are are, are hunting her she's she's the she's the hunted she and, and she is and she is being hunted right now um do you see one of these do you see minji lee do you, who's 700 do you see one of these uh, women coming from behind in winning or do you you like getting rosang at plus 150 you know, I do like Roseang. I mean, I, I know she can. She she knows what it's like to win, right? But she also knows there's a lot of pressure on her, right? Um, but I think if I had to look at a player right now who might close the gap, I mean, obviously Mitchell. I mean, she's a major champion. I mean, I she's always. I would always be scared to have her in my rearview mirror. But I really like Aditya Shook. I mean, she's with the win today. This could be her third top five finish in four starts this season. So she's really close to getting her win. She's playing incredible golf. So I think if someone could close the gap on her, I, I like Aditya Shift a lot. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of players out there who are going to come out there. The greens have been soft. So uh, I think we're going to see some incredible shot making today over at Liberty National. I'll be out there following Marina Alex uh, and Mariho Uribe in the morning. And then I'm going to be out there following our buddy Goose, who's on the bag of Yana Wilson, who's another amateur who's playing incredible golf so she's paired with Cheyenne and Aditi so um I'm, I'm gonna be I'll be lots of golf to be following but yeah I, yeah I think Rose if you're gonna put money if you can put money on Rose I mean I, I think that's money well spent. so so again Rose at plus 150 Aditi Shook is at seven to one and Christina Thompson feels that there is some value there if Rose does win she gets an invite to shop right next week and then uh, she also is is will be on the Solheim Cup, which will be pretty amazing. Yeah. I know you you and are you Crazy. traveling? Are, are you going? Are you going to Spain this year for the Solheim Cup? You know what? We've been talking about going to Spain. I think we just bailed on Spain. I feel bad, but just booked a trip to Ireland. So we're playing Belfast and Dublin. So if anyone has recommendations or can get me onto any courses, please DM me. I need some help getting onto some courses. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. People are like, what does she need help for? If, if she's got all these contacts here with all, all these LPGA players, what are you talking about, Christina? Uh, Christina Thompson joining us here. Golf for her. Enjoy the day today. Christina, you and I are teeing it up here at Liberty on Wednesday with Goose. Uh, the caddy. Who's who's oh. whose bag? Whose bag is he on? He's on um, Yana Wilson. She's uh, one of the AJGA ranked. She's number six in the in the world. So they've been having a great time out there. So he we're, it's going to be fun to play with him on. You know, the course will be in championship condition still. I hope, and it should be a, a fun Wednesday. I just Absolutely. checked the weather. It looks beautiful. So fingers are crossed. Fantastic. Golf for her, I always say, in order to play well, you got to look good. Check it out, golf for her. Christina, enjoy the day today. Uh, hopefully, history in the making. Yeah, for sure. Everyone tune in. So uh, you've got it. Uh, just to sum up, as always, I like to end the show, weather conditions heading into this week here in New York. Uh, 76 will be the high. The lows will be in the 60s. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, about 40% chance of rain. Hopefully on and off, we'll still be able to uh, see when those, uh, when those clouds will be heading in so we can arrange our tea times accordingly. Friday and Saturday and Sunday are supposed to be absolutely magnificent this coming weekend. So that is going to be a ton of fun. Schedule-wise, as I said, uh, they, uh, the, the men, they head to Canada next week, Toronto for the RBC Canadian Open, and then head out west to L.A., the L.A. Country Club for the U.S. Open. Following that, it's the Travelers uh, taking place in Connecticut, Rockage Mortgage Classic in Detroit, 
And then we end June with the match at the Wynn Golf Club in Las Vegas, uh, where you've got the NBA fellas going up against the NFL fellas. So that is going to be fun as well. Um, also like to end the show with the FedEx Cup standings. John Rahm right now at the top. Uh, following him, Scotty Scheffler just about a little over 500 points right behind. Max Homa at three, Tony Finau at four, Jason Day at five, who unfortunately did not make the cut here, which was really disappointing because this is his course. He plays this course, he plays this track more than anyone else, so uh, needless to say, I did have some money on Jason Day, but uh, that did not end well for me. Uh, Patrick Cantley at six, if he wins this bad boy, obviously he's going to jump up a few spots. Keegan Bradley still in the mix here. Kitayama, Wyndham Clark, he's in the mix here, looking for him to move up. He's at nine right now. Siwoo Kim, same situation. Shopley, Sam Burns, and Rory sitting there at 13. He's at the top leaderboard right now. He wins. Obviously, he's going to move up a few spots along with Hovland. And then you've got uh, Chris Kirk rounding it out at 15. So those are your FedEx Cup standings. Everybody, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to On the Tee. Really appreciate it with you each and every Sunday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN.